Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Alia. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. We have a name now. We are in Rorgust. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I love that it took us this long. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it usually doesn't, but you know. Sometimes that's how it works. Uh, but yeah, we are in Rorgus, which is the Lion King-centered month. We tackled the Lion King 1994 in our last episode, and today we're covering its sequel, The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, History, uh, which I know you have a lot. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I mean, a lot. I... I don't know when my parents purchased this um, video cassette for me. Mm-hmm. All I know is it was one of the. So we had like a few videos, right? And I would always like try to set up the little cupboard that we had them in so that I could just reach like the ones that I liked most. Mm-hmm. And so in the front was El Dorado, Little Mermaid. And, and and the Lion King two Simba's Pride, so mm-hmm. the Lion King two, I drove that uh, video to death. I don't know. I just I loved that movie so much. And also, I've cosplayed Kovu as well. So I feel like mm. it has left a lasting impact on me <laughs> to the point that now in adulthood I still think about this movie and these songs ah ah anyway uh, how about you um mine is less like less than you know the lion king 1994 i don't rem- know at what point when it is that i watched this i think maybe one day when we were hiring dvds as you know things were in the early 2000s I just like decided okay I'm gonna watch all the Lion King movies which is probably why I had the Lion King one and a half to begin with so I don't really have like a I know when I saw it but I know that I liked it and one of us one of the songs very much in my brain all the time to the (laughs) point where at some point in like grade 11 or something during exam exam time or something I I don't know who and why it is I sang this I sang this at someone for some reason um and then like we decided to watch all Lion King 1 and 2 um and I was like yeah such a good <laughs> little movie and then yeah that's kind of it I know that you and I once once sang one of us yeah like, on, like, I'm just uh, gonna later yeah yeah <laughs> going to the underground yeah mm. we we attracted attention but it was, it was good attention we were harmonizing and shit it was great yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah that i that's kind of what my history is with blanking too simber's pride so we can get squirted okay so Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, uh, it came out in 1998, as you mentioned. It was direct-to-video, 
so it was never in theaters which honestly a tragedy like <laughs> i would have i would have paid money to go and sit in a theater and watch that so where the lion king was hamlet this is romeo and juliet and they had to be so careful <laughs> because i know that they were gonna make Kovu the son of Scar and like mm-hmm. the Kiara the daughter of Simba and it's gonna be like oh it's gonna be and they're gonna get together and someone told them Scar is, is Simba's uh, uncle and we, can, we can't that would make him like directly Simba's cousin and we're not doing the cousins with the mm-hmm. thing it's not gonna happen it's not gonna work not again (laughs) (laughs) so they made it so that scar at some point during the first lion king that we didn't see hand Mm -hmm. chose the cub of zira who's a lioness to be his successor and that's where kovu comes from despite the fact that he has the same coloration as scar you know yep and just gonna... like literally being pretty much the only one in his like clan to be that like um complexion yeah but you know what we're just gonna go with the with the text as it is laid out before us <laughs> and accept that they are not related in any way in any way so oh. We open in a similar way to the Lion King opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have like the land spread out before us, all of the animals, they're gathering for the presentation of a new lion cub, the lion cub of Simba and Nala. And over this we have playing, um, he lives in you. It, it starts with that same yeah. thing as the as um circle of life but he lives in you he lives in me he lives in he lives in you um i like that song i think there's a tina turner version because i remember i i i very much distinctly remember overplay overplaying that version for some reason somewhere somehow i feel like i'm not making that up okay <laughs> but yes it, this movie kind of takes pl- like starts where the last one ended pretty much like directly yeah the whole circle of life thing I, I just read that they were gonna have Kiara named Aisha at first, but then they discovered that Aisha was the name of a Power Ranger, and so changed. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's so random. But so uh, we have a presentation of 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 Kiara, who is the daughter of Simba and Nala, but Simba in in quite classic um, PTSD parenting uh, is overprotective of his daughter mm-hmm. in the, in a way that is more so than Mufasa because of the trauma that he experienced as a cub. He doesn't want yeah. her to go through any of the dangerous stuff. 
but mm. I mean, she's like, precocious, I, uh, like he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, she she's very much following in her father and mother's footsteps of like just wanting to do everything and go everywhere and like mm-hmm. she's trying to figure out who she is because she she's beginning to feel like she's kind of locked into this destiny that she mm. has but she's still like really young um i think she said something to timon and pumba because uh simba sends timon and pumba after her to keep her safe and she says like being a princess is only half of what i am and then uh one of them asks what's the other half and she's like oh well uh i mean she's only little so i don't expect her to know but yeah which is like direct contrast to um simba's version of being like the rebellious little kid because yeah. he was like, I can't wait to be the king. Yeah. I can't wait to take shit over. I like, I'm gonna just do whatever the fuck I want right now, and I'll nothing will happen because I'm gonna be king. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of oppositely doing a similar thing where she's like, I'm like, forget about princesses and shit. I wanna do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> it's yeah. like they both have the same sort of goal-ish in like what why it is they want to be or not want to be the thing that they are mm-hmm. which is fun little contrast and uh nala's like <laughs> nala like tells simba like dude this was you like i know you're like super protective and i get it but like this was literally you she's she's <laughs> you <laughs> so while timon and pumba are arguing over like the taste and texture quality of grubs um, Nala runs off and she ends up in this area called the Outlands and she runs into mm-hmm. this cub who we learn is Kovu but she runs into this cub and he's like what are you doing here pride lander you shouldn't be here xyz but they end up <laughs> literally the- for like a second <laughs> literally the moment like they're away from any adult supervision they manage to get themselves in so much danger with some crocodiles and oh, like yeah. <laughs> near death just like try to escape they manage to escape but the end Nala is like ah oh, did you see them they were like rah, rah, and I jumped on that guy's head and you you were really brave and Kovu's like, ah, oh, yeah, I guess so. And then Nala wants to play. And the concept of play has not reached this cub. Like, there is no play, apparently, in the outlines. Because she's just like, he's like, what are you doing? When she's, like, tagging him. And it's like, yeah. you've never played a game of tag. There is no mm. fun in the outlands. Especially because he's, like, you know being groomed to be king or whatever so he's they're spending any waking second of his existence trying to drill that into him so mm-hmm. he never gets a break poor boy Zira appears and literally within seconds Simba is also there and mm. the rest of the lionesses are behind him and Simba is like complaining that they're in the pride lands and they're not supposed to be there 
because apparently they chose Scar's side. Mm. I'm guessing this was like during when the hyenas and stuff took over. Like they yeah. had. Asked- I I would have to assume so because like he pretty much dies, mm-hmm. and yeah. they do blame Simba. So like yeah, it had to be prior to the I killed Mufasa fight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Uh, Simba's not impressed even though like the child Kogu Zira's like if you must have your pound of flesh take it and he's just like take the cup and go away so they end up parting ways Simba stays behind as the rest of the lionesses go towards Pride Rock and he has like Kiara in his mouth and he essentially gives the Mufasa speech where it's just like mm. you put yourself in danger today I could have lost you these these cubs I swear they just mm. like the danger um, of course they do and I mean unlike Mufasa he does directly like address the fact that he will no longer exist at some point mm-hmm. well in flesh anyways uh, whereas like I mean I guess because like Simba at the time was like Right eye bushy tail, like you'll never disappear, right, Dad? In this case, Simba to not um to Kiara is like, one day I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> so get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. But you can see like he's been drilling that into her. Like he's like she's quoting him. It's part of the I think one day mm. you take your place as part of the great and she's like the great circle of life. I know. And I'm just like, Simba, mm. how many times have you told this girl? It's like I understand that this is all you had of your dad. Like mm. the words that he told you when you were like five are like ringing in mm. your head. But <laughs> you can't keep like repeating the same thing to her I know you don't know how to be your dad but you don't have to be your dad (laughs) (laughs) poor Simba yeah but we get into um, the song We Are One which is a nice song there's so much I must be can I still just be me the way I am (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I trust in my heart I just want part It's a big plan Etc, etc We are one Family <laughs> Family We are one Can you tell I like the songs? <laughs> <laughs> Kiara is very much like Dad, I don't understand He's like, one day you will Meanwhile, in the Outlands mm. We can see it's very much like a struggle for sustenance. They got no food. They got, like, no water. Everyone there is, like, real skinny. Yeah. We have, we meet nu- Nuka and Mitani. Mitani's, like, another little cub, and Nuka seems to be a bit older. They're just, mm. Nuka apparently was meant to be watching Kovu, but he let Kovu run off by himself. Mitani's like, wait till mother hears about this. He's like, oh yeah, just tell her to my face. And then she appears and is essentially like, you were supposed to be watching him. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to end up quoting this movie if I'm not careful. <laughs> okay. 
Clover takes responsibility even though he's like not really the one at fault and Zira wonders like what were you doing in the Pride Lands anyway with like Simba's daughter like what what were you thinking you get close to the daughter or something Mm. like what an idea and then it like clicks and it's like what an idea yeah actually wait a minute we could uh, exploit this potential relationship and kill Simba (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's all she wants in life is to kill Simba genuinely so she sets Kovu up to take a nap I guess she's like you must be exhausted um, and sets him in this like hollow tree stump thing and mm. then we get take my little Kovu let your dreams take wing na 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 one day you'll be king da, 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 da. you know that's my lullaby <laughs> yeah <laughs> underrated villain song to be honest like people don't talk about it enough (laughs) yeah and she uh, you know like all villain songs it tells us the plan or whatever just like this is what we want love to give exposition with some menacing (laughs) menacing keys meanwhile um (laughs) The older brother's like, I should have been, I should be the one, because, like, I am the oldest. It should be my birthright, essentially. Mm-hmm. But he, he just, no. <laughs> like, like, sorry, my guy, you don't look like you're, you should be the next one to take over TBH. <laughs> After Zeus Lullaby, we mm-hmm. check back in with the Pride Lands. Rafiki is, so apparently... Like, move. Say, like, watching the Lion yeah. King. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Watching the Lion King and then the Lion King to immediately after. I feel like there mm-hmm. was some, like, it, I, I, because Rafiki did this whole thing in the first Lion King where he's like, you know, your father. Um, is here inside you. Like he lives in you, and then like Simba went on this like personal journey uh where he like interacted with the spirit of his father and i felt like that was supposed to be like a one-off thing um Mm -hmm. but then now in the nut he's like fully (laughs) a ghost right now (laughs) yeah communicating (laughs) communicating uh with rafiki like Like, literally they're having ghost conversations ghost whisper style because rafiki is like Ah, Kiara, beautiful young lady, will one day lead us greatly. Then, but this cub Kovu, he grows stronger every day. Um, it's like Mufasa, I don't know what to do. And then, like the the spirit the of Mufasa goes. that's in the seeds in the wind that happened one time in the Lion King, <laughs> one time in the Lion King yeah. when like Simba like laid on the grasses and stirred up the leaves and then it blew towards Rafiki. Yeah. That's where that came from. I never yeah. clocked that because I hadn't seen the Lion King that much. I was just like, oh yeah, Mufasa is like in the, in the wind, in the seeds. And then I'm just like, is he? Is he? <laughs> Because he wasn't in the first one, not really. 
no not really but it's like they just took that theme and it's just yeah. like okay so this thing this thing was great so we're just gonna repeat it every chance we get like I wanna see them yeah. seeds in every six scenes let's go um <laughs> <laughs> not but, me fussing micromanaging from the uh, afterlife oh <laughs> uh, god but he, his Mufasa's plan apparently is to take Kovu and Kiara and put them together like two halves of a board and Rafiki's like oh that will never work and then Mufasa like stirs up the wind and he's, Rafiki's like okay 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 <laughs> We'll do your plan. I don't. I don't think it's a good plan, but we'll do your plan. So, so now, like, they kind of use that as like a time skip forward, and so now Kiara's like a bit more grown up. She's preparing to go on her first solo hunt, and she's like to her father, and she's like, "Dad, you're gonna let me do this on my own. Promised." He's like, um, yes, okay, you can hunt on your own. And then immediately, mm. as soon as she's gone, he whispers to Timon and Pumba to keep her safe. And I'm just like, Simba. Like, honestly, I would have sent Zazu before I sent Timon and Pumba. Look, I think Zazu can like fly and hide and shit. I Timon think, and Pumba I think... are loud. But she might have seen him in the sky. As opposed to like Timon and Pumbaa who are like on the ground. Sure, I guess, yeah. Oh boy. But yeah, they didn't use Zazu as much this movie. I guess he wasn't like that popular in the first movie. He's like a stuck up bird, so I can see why. <laughs> but yeah, no, Timon and Pumbaa, they stalk after Kiara, who is not doing very well on her first hunt, to be honest. Like, she keeps butting into things, startling the antelope away and eventually she manages to chase and find Timon and Pumbaa and she's not pleased that they're there it's just like oh, how could my dad just lie like this, I, I'm i gonna hunt away from the Pride Lands I'm gonna do it on my own and she takes yeah. off and of course they and can't like, keep up with the her. Thing is, <laughs> I'm like, first of all, you know, she's a, a loud hunter. But second of all, like, um, why leave the, like I get it, I get you want your independence, but like the last time you left the Pride Lands, girl, you almost died. Like <laughs> hello. And also, they're, like, full-on villains or, like, enemies or whatever on the other side. Like, why would you... I get it. Independence. Love that for you. But, like, it's so dangerous. I mean, I mean, I think she probably left because she knew that Timon and Pumbaa probably wouldn't leave. Sure. And it's like, they're not going to chase me out here. Sure. But, I don't know. Didn't really work in her favor because... Yeah. Nuka and Ratani are out setting fire to the grasses as part of Zira's plan because Kovu is ready now. He is um, he's a he's a thick <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a big boy lion now 
And mm-hmm. the plan is that he is going to rescue Kiara from the fire and like use that as an in to like get in close with her and get close to Simba and then kill him. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. So when the fires start and Kiara is essentially trapped, <clears throat> she's essentially trapped in, in all of this smoke and she doesn't know where she's going. She faints and then Kovu comes in to rescue her. Almost doesn't really do it that well because there's a couple mm. of times that he's like looking around and shit gets hairy. And like he like drops her into the water at one point and like yeah. she almost like drowns. I was like, them's bubbles. She's probably like breathed in some water by now. I don't know about this plan of yours. Um, <laughs> like, did y'all not practice? Pr- probably not, to be honest. But she, he rescues her and like drags her onto the land of the Pride Lands, and she's like coughing and sputtering. He's like, "Where am I?" He's like, "You're safe." in the pride lands and her immediate reaction is just like no and i'm just like girl it's <laughs> <you." laughs> like i had everything under control and i'm just like you girl, really didn't that. you really you, did not at no point did you have anything under control like if zira had like a little bit of forethought and like thought of like the best way to hurt simba was to kill his daughter you would have been dead like 10 times over like they would have just left you in the fire and they wouldn't have gotten to you in time guaranteed so i don't know but the the rescue quote-unquote worked and he they essentially like face off a little bit because she's trying to get past him and he's not letting her and then he says what are you doing which like sparks her memory like the look on his face and she's like cool mm. and which is like again like paralleled with the can you feel the love tonight yeah precursor where it's like they fight uh simba and nala fight and then when she pins him down she's like he's like oh no it's you and like now we have this a very similar thing where it's like oh this thing we did as kids one time one time we did this thing and I remember who you are. I mean, I don't know like how close Nala and Simba were, but I mean they had Kovu and Kiara, a very traumatizing experience together, so I can yeah. understand why she would remember. <laughs> like I feel like that would be like a formative memory for her. Uh um, but yes. So up on Pride Rock, they had noticed the fire and were coming down to to see what's happening. And they arrive now, Simba, and Simba's immediately just like, rah, rah, what are you doing here, Outlander? <laughs> and, th- th- but that's what happens! <laughs> and Koval's just like, I, I'm... He, he wants to join the Pride. I'm not going to quote the movie. I need to stop quoting the movie. Kovu <laughs> wants to join the Pride. That's the, the idea. And Simba initially refuses. But Nala and Kiara are both like, uh, he saved your daughter. You kind of have to like... Give him benefit him. of the doubt. Yeah. And 
he's like Simba's like oh I don't know and then Zazu's like you know he kind of oh there's like a royal debt now and like debts must be paid thing and so Simba relents a little bit and he's like I'll reserve judgment but my father's law will stand so you could come back with us I guess it's not happy but they all head back to Pride Rock. Simba is not letting him into like the actual den. So Kovu has to sleep out by a rock. And from a distance, Nuka and uh, Zira are watching. And Nuka is like so eager to please. He's just like, oh, look at that. He let her go. If it was me, I would have. Mm-hmm. And Zira's just like, no, that's not the plan. The closer he gets to the daughter, is the closer he gets to Simba. And then when the time is right, he'll kill him. That's that's what we're going for. So Simba's out here having PTSD fueled nightmares um, about <laughs> his about his yeah you know what I said about the yeah. traumatic formative experiences. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he's thinking about his father's death the cliffside I mean it's a perspective that he didn't see so I don't know why he's imagining it this way but for our sake you have to imagine it that way because we know the perspective but yeah he's just remembering this memory and he's picturing Scar like tossing him off of the cliff and he wakes up like panting he goes to drink some water. Kovu is there. He's ready. He's like, okay, this is going to be my chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but the previous night, he and Kiara had discussed hunting practice. So Kiara pops up at an inopportune time for him. Mm-hmm. And while they're talking now, Simba leaves and Kovu loses his chance. So they end up doing the hunting practice with Kovu being not very impressed about her abilities because she's so loud. Like I <laughs> she's... said, she's such a loud hunter. Like, how, who, I mean, I guess because uh, he, somebody doesn't want her to be hunting on her own or anything like that, but like somebody needed to teach her stealth. Like, <laughs> she's, she's really, she's really not doing well. Like, Nala could have done it. Like, what? <laughs> Like her mother is like the one of the top hunters. Like exactly. I don't understand. But she like very easily could have been like, Hey girl, let's learn how to be quiet. But they um they end up running into Timon and Pumbaa just incidentally because they have a very good grub spot that's been overtaken by birds. And so they in Timon and Pumbaa enlist the help of Kiara and Kovu to chase away the birds using their roars and they run through and Kovu begins to experience fun for the first time amazing (laughs) and they end up running into some rhinos who seem to be on the side of the birds and so now they're trying to escape the rhinos and they hide in this little cave thing and like coming out they're like muzzles like Kiara's muzzle like brushes against his and like an almost kiss and then they get like really shy about it it's like mm-hmm. cute I guess um, mm-hmm. then they go stargazing and like Kiara like- after Kovu mentions that he's never done this before Kiara mentions that like all the great uh, kings of the past are up 
there and the stars and Kovu asks, do you think Scar's there? And then they get... (laughs) Poor boy! (laughs) And then he clarifies very clearly for everyone to hear, he was not my father, but he was still a part of me. Like, in case you weren't sure, he's not my dad. He's not my dad. He's like, but he was still a part of me. And then Kiara's like, my father said Scar had a darkness that he couldn't escape. Which, to be fair, like, he's only ever heard probably, like, how great Scar was and how evil Simba is for, like, taking him away and, like, ruining everything. So, but yeah, they have, like, a little, like, they're nuzzled up close to each other and Simba's, like, trying to talk to his father up in the sky Nala comes out to like sit with him a bit and I think I think she like recognizes that the thing that he's asking for like guidance about is them down there because like they can see them quite clearly and he like doesn't want to interfere terribly but mm. it's like at the same time I don't trust that outlander boy with my daughter so mm-hmm. Anyway, Kovu is now feeling a bit unsure about this whole situation and he tries to walk off, but Rafiki is immediately there and he's like, Oh, where are you going? It's like, Oh, um, nowhere. It's like, No, you're going somewhere. And there, and he like gets them to follow him in classic Rafiki fashion and they're going to. Upendi. 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 Without a worry or a care. Upendi. Way down. Upendi. I like the. I don't know why, but I like the. Um, like my favorite lines from the the song are, "Falling has the fun." And then from Tanganyika to Kilimanjaro, um, you can something something wherever you are. Da, 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 da. I like that part. <laughs> I don't know why falling half so fun is fun for me, but I like that line. <laughs> it's the the delivery. But so after Yupendi, where they experience that they might be falling in love together, they return to Pride Rock, mm-hmm. and you know. Kovu splits off from Kiara. Kiara starts to go into the den. Kovu goes to sit by his rock. And mm-hmm. as Kiara's going in, um, Simba comes out and doesn't say anything really to Kovu, but he's like, it's kind of cold. Um, you can come in. And so Kovu starts to walk in after Simba. And Vatani is watching in the distance. And she can see like Kovu and Simba in front, and like she's like, "Oh, Kovu, get him, come!" And it's like, "Kovu, get him!" But he doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, because Kovu is right now experiencing a conflict. Um, yeah, he's in the and... middle of like trying to talk to, like, be like, "I need to, I need to tell people what the yeah. plan was, and that I'm no longer doing the plan." Yeah. So Vitani, seeing that he doesn't like immediately go in to kill Simba from behind, runs off yeah. to tell Zira. It's like, 
No, that can't be. We we can't lose Kovu to to the plan. Ah, and so she starts to come up with another plan. But yeah, Kovu right now is just like, okay, uh, Zira, there was a plot, and I meant to kill someone, but I don't want to do that anymore. And uh, ugh, okay, they're not mm. gonna believe me with this. And he wants to talk to Kiara first. So he goes in to try and talk to Kiara. And Sim was like, Kiara, I don't want you talking with him. I want I to talk want with to him. Talk. <laughs> I was like, guy, made it sound so dramatic for what? Um, mm. But Kiara's like so pleased because he's just like, oh, my dad is going to talk with my potential boyfriend. It's going to go so well. Mm. Does not go well. Does not go well. So... Because I'm guessing <laughs> in the journey from Pride Rock to wherever they end up, which is like the border of the fire, uh, Kovu says something akin to, I've never heard the story of Scar like that, which means that Simba told him his version of events. Mm-hmm. But once they're out there, when Simba's like, you know, sometimes the next generation can improve things, Zira and the lionesses come out of the of the woodworks and immediately Kovu's like oh no 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 not now mm. and he <sighs> Zira is like well done Kovu just like we planned and immediately Simba's like you and he's like no I had nothing to do with this which he did but he didn't right then mm. like it's true in that moment that he had nothing to do with it but, but you know, uh, there was a premeditated plan prior to this, where yeah. he he was pretty involved. <laughs> yeah, all the lionesses go and attack Simba. Kovu tries to defend him, but he like gets his shit rocked immediately. Like he gets his head mm-hmm. bashed against the rock, and he's out for the count. So Simba's like trying to fend off all these like starving lionesses <laughs> on his own. Um, he ends up in this. It's like a, a dam kind of thing. All of these branches, dead trees and rocks are there. And he starts to like scale up the thing. And Nuka decides to go up after him. And he's like, I'll do it for you, mother. Watch me. And oh, he's, go- he's going up. He's going up. But then Simba dislodges uh, one of the... Uh, tree trunks and it rolls down and like bashes Nuka mm-hmm. and <sighs> just unfortunate because it yeah, goes and it hits him pretty much and buried in, in, in branches yeah he ends up trapped and, and it's not it's not great and then we watch him die too like <laughs> we la- we yeah. watch his like last breath <laughs> yeah he's like, like ugh well, what's he saying? He's like, Mother, I tried. And I'm get- I didn't know, I didn't remember at this point that these are all Zira's children. And it's just like, because she never really displayed that much care towards Nuka. But in the moment when he's like dying, she's just like pissed off. So upset. Mm. Simba limps home. And it's like, uh, they're like, what happened? And he's like, Kovu, ambush. And Kiara can't believe it. Meanwhile, Kovu 
is being blamed for Nuka's death when he's like did nothing wrong mm. and he gets like smacked like she like claws him Zira across the face and ends up giving him a scar similar to Scar mm-hmm. which does not help with y'all trying to tell me that it's not his son it really doesn't um <laughs> so he's like pushed out of the pride and he tries to go back to the pride lands but Mm -hmm. immediately everyone is judging him not just because of the scar on his face doesn't help but Mm -hmm. also like Simba has like told them like this Kovu was a part of an ambush trying to kill him like it's not looking it's not looking good (laughs) Like, I have this. <laughs> anyway, Simba threatens him. He's like, "Where I? When you came to me, I deserve judgment, and I pass it now. Exile." And Kara's like, "No." And yeah, we get into deception, disgrace. Evil as plain as the scar on his face. Ah, uh, ah, uh, the song so good. <laughs> he is not one of us. He will never be one of us. Not a kind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack, Jack Feldman, and Tom Snow—they really like put their foot in that one. It's just like. Overlapping, like overlapping. Oh, I love the song so much. And yeah, sad, sad. All of the other animals who, again, should not be involved in this lion drama because you know they are prey. But whatever, <laughs> they are all like, yeah, Kovu, get away. Only <laughs> the good lions get to hunt us. <laughs> <laughs> you know I guess there's like some like I, d- I don't actually know but um <laughs> I was trying to justify it and nothing came to me to fill in that space <laughs> so but yes yeah, so Kovu is run out of the pride lands he can't go to the outlands and he can't go to the pride lands so I guess he's just gonna live somewhere in between I guess Kiara is like devastated she's like I don't think he had anything to do with this. And he's like, Kiara, you're never going hunting alone again. Um, I don't want to hear about it. I, I don't remember specifically what she what he says to her, but she then says, you will never be Mufasa and runs yeah. away. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> Went for the jugular. Oh my God. I think, uh, he, uh, yeah, he does say something along the lines of, like, he's just trying to be, like, a good dad. Mm-hmm. Like, his dad was to him or something like that. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why she's but, like, man. Yeah, she goes to, like, weep in the den, but there's, like, an opening. So she, like, claws open the opening and escapes through there. Um, and she runs after Kovu, trying to find him. And... She's like depressed and when she looks in her reflection, there's only like, like half of a line. I'm just like, this is not the best message. <laughs> um, uh, 
I did I, not remember this at all. When I saw it, I was like, what? I feel like oh they were trying God. to like call back when they were like, you know, being a princess is only half of who I am. And who they're I like, am. what's the mm-hmm. other half? But at the Hobu, same time. <laughs> I was just like, at the same time, it makes it seem like she's incomplete without Kovu. And I'm just like, yeah. that's not the message. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, Love Will Find a Way happens. A song that is deeply yeah. overshadowed by the fact that one of us just happened only mm. minutes before. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so sad for it. Um, but I know. Love will find a way anywhere you we go. I'm home as long as you are with me. Like time turning here today. Na 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 na. Love will find a way. I like the harmonies in this. Once Kovu comes in and they have their little yeah, and then he's also like off searching for himself. I guess whatever. Mm-hmm. They see each other. They look in the reflection and it's like, oh, look, we are one. And she's like, oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but we can't skip over when Kovu is like, we'll run away together and we'll start a pride oh, yeah. all on all our, our road. road. <laughs> I was like, what kind of innuendo? I'm, what? <laughs> did I, did that just zoop over my head when I was a child? I guess so. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh. like the implication of you starting a whole a pride. Whole pride. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah, no. Kiara's like, oh, we have to go back. If if we don't fix our families, then they'll just be at this forever. And mm. Kovu, like, he looks a little skeptical, but he like still goes with her. Meanwhile, Zira is leading the lionesses like through the muck into the pride lands because they're gonna go to war now simba's mm-hmm. injured it's the time to strike zazu the I rain is th- pouring yeah. peak drama <laughs> yeah, zazu last time it was a fire this time is like full-on like and we're going to be fighting in the rain <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah zazu reports back and like the lionesses gather up with Simba as well. Also, Simba has learned that Kiara has run off <laughs> and does not have time to deal with that immediately. Mm. But yet, yeah, now Zira, Simba facing off, and then all the lionesses start to face off with each other. A true, tr- truly huge fight in the rain, and then Kova and Kiara running. They're trying to get through and they end up jumping into the middle of the fight with uh, Simba and Zira and both sides are telling their respective parents to stop this you know it's not it's not worth it and I think Simba says something like but they and like uh, Kiara's like they who's them don't you see they are us like we're the yeah. same dad uh, <laughs> and like it it breaks through Vitani as well, because mm-hmm. Zira's like, "Oh, how sweet! Kill them!" And Vitani's like, "No, mother, Kiara's right. 
we have to stop this and which is but, like she did a three six like a 180s real quick like yeah but i think it's just like seeing the opportunity for what it is like knowing that they don't have to fight like that was never an option it's always mm-hmm. like they're gonna be against us always and we have to fight them and uh, it's like them and us but like the idea that you don't have to like we can because this life was suffering I don't know about y'all but <laughs> but uh, Zero is just not having it and it's just like no we're gonna we're gonna keep attacking but even all the rest of the lionesses are just like uh, I don't know about actually, this actually we're defecting again <laughs> actually we are abandoning again actually yeah no. <laughs> we are coming back to our people and now it's only Zira left. Um, and I think Zira tries to attack. Oh, she tries to leap at Simba, but Kiara gets in the way and they end up tumbling off this like cliffside, which no one thinks before they do anything. Yeah, like, this, this is dangerous territory. Anyway, they both end up tumbling. And Kiara's like on this ledge above Zira. And she's offering her paw down, and Zira is refusing. She's just swiping at river it. Meanwhile, the dam breaks, and it's like the river is coming. And yeah. Meanwhile, Simba is trying to get to them, not successfully, uh, in time. And Zira is like slipping down as Kiara is still offering, but she just refuses. And I guess realizes too late because she ends up falling free into the river below and Simba at the end is there behind Kiara to offer her paw up and she's like I tried which is sad because it's probably gonna haunt her now but Mm -hmm. they end up back on top of the rock and all of the lionesses return with the full pride back to pride rock and then the sky clears and the sun shines and there's like a march procession I guess and Simba and Nala come out and then Kiara and Kovu come out and they stand at the lip of Pride Rock looking over the Pride Lands at all the gathered animals and they roar and they roar and they roar and they roar and then Mufasa is in the sky and he's like good (laughs) job my son (laughs) 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 yep (laughs) oh man Mufasa's ghost was like actually I I wasn't featured enough before I need to be (laughs) It's like we are paying James Earl Jones money to be here. We have to yeah. give him lines. <laughs> oh, I love it. But that. yeah, it ends with like we are one, and then the movie's mm-hmm. over. And there is a Teen yeah. Turner version of He Lives in You. Yeah, okay. that is Lion King Tires in Bus Prod. And that's the end of the movie. So now let's get into our ratings using our standard rhetoric of five. We'll start with uh, music and choreography. Um, choreography, 
the animation for you can be is cute um <laughs> music <laughs> I, I so there are good songs in this film like I don't I don't have any complaints about any of the songs in the film um one of us is potentially one of the greatest songs of my entire life. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to. The, the way that that is locked solid in my brain, like I can't. There's no escape. So, music. I'm gonna give it. Ooh. I don't remember what I gave the Lion King. I'm gonna give it four point seven five out of five Yupendi waterfalls. Nice. I also like the I like the songs. I do. I really do. Um, I think it's just a shame that like <laughs> not a lot of people have seen the Lion King two, or at least it's not as talked about um, because like they're missing out on some like bangers listen one of us is mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah mm, you're right mm-hmm. um so you know that's that's great song <laughs> but yeah i don't know i like it i will give it 4.75 which i think is equal to what i gave it last time 4.75 Yupendi waterfalls story so I already mentioned in the top that this was Romeo and Juliet-esque. It doesn't really follow exactly Romeo and Juliet. Um, they don't die at the end, mm-hmm. which is new for our Romeo and Juliet themes that we've been following <laughs> with um, at least one or more of the of the couple die yep. in, in the past. But, you know, so far, only I guess, I guess, like... Nuka's death was kind of like the death of Mercutio. No, but that's I guess that's like Tybalt. Tybalt. Mm-hmm. Except it's his brother and not his cousin. Mm-hmm. No, but that makes Kovu. No, I guess it is Mercutio because Mercutio, yeah. Um, because Romeo is Kovu. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Okay, so I was right the first time. We had no Tybalt death, um, but yeah, I guess they they settled with one this time as opposed to two in the Lion King. Um, I mean, it's two with. Um, oh yeah, Zira dies Zira. as well. Yeah. Okay, two, two then. Okay, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I I appreciate what they did with the story. I appreciate them clarifying multiple times that Kovu is not Scar's son I, I appreciate um like the the story that they had us follow along with like Kiara having her own little I'm trying to find myself thing even though she yeah. never really found herself she found mm-hmm. love yeah which I guess is enough for the 90s Mm-hmm. Um, it was cute. I say for story is not as high, uh, so I'll give story like a four. Yeah, story gets a four. River dams. Cool. Uh, 
uh, yep, like we've said multiple times, uh, this is an <laughs> another venture into Romeo and Juliet, uh, where it's, but this one is like the least Romeo and Juliet out of the ones that we've seen. Um, in that it doesn't necessarily follow the story beats. It's only Romeo and Juliet in that, like, their love is, like, forbidden and they're from, like, two, like, fighting clans, kind of. But, like, I don't know. It, it's, it doesn't necessarily follow the beats and, and, and the beats of the story. Um, mm -hmm. I also noticed that, like, every time we've done the Romeo and Juliet of the month, it's always a second movie. Um, <laughs> which is fun and interesting but anyways I the story is okay it was you know they introduced a, an element of like Kiara being like I'm more than a princess and then like she never gets to explore that side of herself um, other than like to bump into some guy and be like actually I remember almost dying with you you're the love of my life let's go um, <laughs> so I that's kind of sad but like you know uh, still a good story still enjoyed it you know the exile scene great <laughs> it is just the song but like still uh, very effective um, so I give it 4.25 4.25 river dams Stump tree things. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and overall enjoyment. I enjoyed the movie like thoroughly. Like my brain knew what was coming, even though I didn't know the words, um, which was good for me because then I didn't have to pay that much attention. Um, mm. I I have me contemplated just like coming and not watching it, mm. and just like just to see if it was still all up there um <laughs> it probably would have been to be honest mm. but fair is fair we watch all the rest of the movies even the ones that we've seen before so <sighs> i think i'm kind of sad not in a sense that um it was bad or anything just in a sense that i I'm never going to experience it the way that I experienced it when I was a child. Mm. Like, I have so much more now, like, knowledge and experiences and information that always are going to make me, like, color and question things. Which is true for any childhood movie. Um, but, like, just looking at it again and appreciating it for what it is which is a movie made in the late 90s direct to video <laughs> um it's it's cute and it's fun and god damn it it has some good songs in it mm. and uh, it, it's like a nostalgia 10 for me um so mm. i am going to give it Four point five out of five. Um, Mufasa's ghost seeds on the wind. Mm. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, 
I did watch it at two times speed so that, <laughs> so that we could get onto the podcast and record in time, but I did enjoy it. Um, I still remembered quite a lot of it. Like, like you, I had the, um, just sort of like, I know what's coming and I know like the cadence of like, what's about like all the dialogue without actually knowing what the dialogue verbatim is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think this is not, this movie is not talked about enough. Like of the direct to like DVD direct to video, um, you know, sequels. This one and uh, a twist in time, Cinderella, a twist in time, are the only ones that I'm like I would like stand behind so like firmly and be like, you have to watch it. It's so good. Because, um, like, they don't tend to necessarily be that much more interesting or have, you know, as much, uh, I don't know, potential for being iconic, I guess. I don't know. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, if this wasn't direct to DVD and it was just a straight up sequel, it would have, like, people would have, I feel like, but I'm like, yeah. Fuck yeah, <laughs> The Lion King has two really great movies, and then that one that, you know, we don't talk about. Yeah. For enjoyment, as a person who enjoyed it, I'm giving it 4.5 ghost seeds as well. Mufasa's little ghost seeds. I uh, didn't think of an obsession song again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't think of anything. I'm gonna do a one line thing like I did last time. Now's the time for. Obsessions Don't have any other words Because I didn't write this beforehand But it's theater <laughs> things And news That we like Etc, etc, etc Welcome <laughs> To the part of the podcast Where we talk about musical theater News uh, Or anything sort of tangentially related Um to theater and musicals or things that we liked in both of those things and I have one that is tangentially related and that is uh, Solange Knowles has been commissioned to um, compose a score for the New York City Ballet Um, yeah it's gonna be the shows are in I think October, September, something like that. Uh, I will put that in the obsessions page so you can like see it in full. But like, yeah, super cool. I think she's, if not the first, then like the second black woman to get that, get to compose a score for the ballet. So that's cool for the New York City Ballet particularly. Um, so that's super cool. And um, I mean, I don't know how I would experience it, but like I would I like to. (laughs) But that is my one and only obsession this week. (sighs) (laughs) The inhale. Let's talk about illegal Hamilton. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so um at the at the start of the month, after we had recorded um the first podcast and it came about that a texas church uh had 
produced and performed an unauthorized version of Hamilton in which they changed lyrics mm. to include um, biblical like references and like scripture and um, then when they would end the performances there would be like a speech that had like anti-LGBTQ um, themes which if anything about Lin-Manuel Miranda the guy who stood on stage and was like love is love is love is love is how dare mm-hmm. how dare mm-hmm. um, so it, 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 it reached Lin's ears um, and thoroughly informed the rest of us to be honest um, but the the dramatist guild condemned the church for the production um and lynn was just like thanks to all who reached out now the lawyers do their work um it's it's so insane to think of them by the way But I'm just like, it's so insane to think that you could just... Hamilton. This isn't like a school play or whatever. It's Hamilton. Yeah. Like, it's still happening in multiple places. You can't just put on a performance of Hamilton 1. And then you can't just put on a performance of Hamilton and change the lyrics Mm -hmm. to be homophobic. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, like, also, uh, they, like, you know, from our experience as, you know, in musical theater society, we had to get the rights to shows to perform them. And even in the rules of yeah. all of them, is like you can't change the, the material to just, like, for whatever. Like, you got the rights to this specific thing, yeah. you do this specific thing. But on top of that, we could never get rights to a show that was happening Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean, like that. It, so like they wouldn't have been able been able to get rights, and even if they did, the changing of you know some of the material is also still like I don't know breaching the law of theater and stuff. I don't know, <laughs> but like yeah, it's truly insane that um. They just like full chest did that. Well, apparently they got the cease and desist um, like the day after they live streamed their performance, the first one. Of course. And they they got permission to perform the second one, but they weren't allowed to like video it, um, no photos, cancel any other productions that you had planned because this is not happening beyond this day, mm. because they received the letter on that day so it might have been too late to cancel that performance right. but yeah but it was and so they, they got rid of all the stuff from their social media mm-hmm. but it's the internet yeah. <laughs> like it lives someone multiple people have like grabbed that made memes of that shit like it's never going away mm-hmm. like they're gonna have to own this forever um 
but yeah no illegal hamilton not nearly as nice as illegal heathers not gonna mm-hmm. lie <sighs> yeah well that does bring us to the end of the episode if you would like to see what our obsessions are about the articles that we're referencing etc you can find that on our tumblr at tellmemoretellmemorepodcast.tumblr.com we have other social media like instagram and twitter at tmmtmmpodcast we have an email tellmemoretellmemorepodcast at gmail.com we have playlists for all of the songs that we like from all of the movies that we watch as long as the soundtrack is on spotify so if you go to spotify and you go to tmmtmm podcast the profile and not the podcast itself you will find a playlist for every year that this podcast has existed that is everything um thank you for joining us in Rorgust. uh it was a great time it was a fun time and we are heading into a fun another fun time <laughs> um particularly for one movie for me um but we're heading into <laughs> sports temper next and i'm super freaking excited for that but yeah get ready to watch some sports musicals with us but until then for tell me we're telling the podcast i've been your host leah and i've been your host Adicia. bye goodbye